Well, hello and welcome to a wonderful new episode of the Base Stories podcast. The podcast that is dedicated to covering the members of the base and opening up our lovely community to the whole world so you see what wonderful things are happening here. Today we are actually at the DreamHack in Leipzig, Yay! a wonderful German city. And the voice that you have heard there is from Nicole Locks. Hello. Hi. You are from the company called XMG, right? Yeah, indeed. The company is called Schenker Technologies, right? And our main brand is XMG. And what do you do? I'm marketing manager and responsible for the entire projects for virtual reality, business development in terms of virtual reality and also the event projects that we are hosting. Mm -hmm. Just like DreamHack. And what is XMG doing? XMG is brand for high-performance PCs, laptops, desktops, backpack PCs, but also beyond the whole um, computer hardware, we are also offering our customers the entire range of how or like what setup do you need for virtual reality, for instance, high-performance PC, but also plus add-ons like Meta or a TPCast or a Vive or Oculus, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. We also go into consulting of high-end tech. Nice. And what is the DreamHack? The DreamHack is a festival, a gaming festival, the largest one of Germany. Um, there's a bunch of DreamHacks in whole Europe and we got a license for Leipzig and XMG is in fact not just sponsor of the event, but we are also the host of the event. We are organizing everything from tournament to um, LAN tournaments to uh, exhibitors. In fact, also the acquisition of exhibitors is our part and the whole content part is basically on our side and the organization part is um, done by the Leipzig Messe because we have a three years history and uh, mm -hmm. this year you can definitely feel that there has been a development um, yeah. in terms of organization. And Now, um, here we want to focus on the stories behind the things. So the story, how did yeah. you Uh, enter the wonderful realm of virtual reality and maybe as a side note uh, Sarah couldn't make it today because she's busy flying to a wonderful event she's hosting so some episodes will be just with me if you miss her very much write it in the comments and I will definitely ask her to join another episode but coming to the story I have seen you on a lot of VR events I think I cannot even remember the first time we met I don't think it was in San Francisco no, no. was it in San Francisco? I don't think it was uh, San Francisco no it was Was it? It's the Oculus, uh, Oculus after party from NVIDIA, yeah. I thought we have met at a meetup before that, but okay. Maybe. But you are quite involved in the VR community too, right? You're not only trying to sell laptops, but you also support the community all and all. So how did you start working with virtual reality? Well, that's actually a funny story. Um, there was, uh, I think, three years ago, or it might be even four. When was the launch of TK1? Ooh, 2013, 14? Yeah, yeah. Right, around this time. And um, there was a guy uh, emailing me. I mean, I'm working as a marketing manager and um, I get a lot of sponsorship emails daily. Obviously, you can't always respond to sponsorship emails. Like, hey, of course you get a laptop from us. Um, but there was this one email, super long, like it was just almost like a, like a huge story. And he talked about his diploma, blah, 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 what he's talking about in his diploma and what he wants to experience, um, what he wants to, uh, you know, create new for his um, diploma paper, diploma paper. And it was just very interesting how he was writing about virtual reality. And I didn't really care about virtual reality before that. Didn't really listen or read any kind of Reddit posts. So that was the first time that I was listening about virtual reality. 
is not that far away anymore. And he was asking for his university back then. He got a um, DK1 and he asked me for a laptop that can run the DK1. So I decided, right, I just think it's nice, but I do want to test the DK1. So I said, right, you get the laptop for half a year and then I get the DK1 for three months, maybe. And he said, yeah, sure, we can do that. And that was the first time that I yeah, experienced DK1. I was like, what is that? But it was so fun. And since then, actually, our company got more and more involved into the topic. But I think it wasn't before 2016, like the beginning of 2016, that we went to a lot of meetups and um, joined a lot of VR events. Yeah, and for us, for the, for the company itself, it was super interesting because it's a new target group that we can, um, that, yeah, that we can use for our, for our sales, obviously, and also to promote ourselves in a, in a new growing industry and not just like be one of the others because we can't compete with the huge mass market. No, that's clear. And I also started hosting the VR AR meetup in Leipzig together with Daniel Potts, you may know him from Yarbits, and Tom McLeish from uh, LEFX. And we, yeah, we are friends and we met also at OC3 and decided, all right, we're all from Leipzig. We got to do something in Leipzig because I went to a lot of meetups, but there has never been one in Leipzig. I'm like, what? No way. Yeah, it's kind of always great if um, the city has a nice community around virtual reality. I think I've been on one of your events. You did, absolutely. Didn't I give a talk? You did give a talk about virtual spies. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was actually quite cool. There was also um, virtual walk. No. You mean this, uh, the location? Yes. Where? Uh, that's a lever. Lever, yes. It was in the air. Interesting name for an arcade, actually, but wait. Yeah. Still. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, now, you continued your efforts in pushing uh, virtual reality and also your products, and you sponsored a lot of great events. You enabled, actually, a lot of people from the community around, uh, particularly Europe, to, to get sometimes hardware for hackathons, and because it's sometimes tough to buy 20 laptops for just one week, So, which is a, a great thing. It's a great community work you're doing. Uh, how did you uh, end up at the base? Or what are you doing with the base, at the base, in the base, with the base? I think there was a um, there was a process actually. I met Dan at a at a meetup in Berlin. This little curly or crazy curly dude. Um, I met Sarah at Gamescom 2016, and that was the time where this base thing was developing, the idea behind the base, and it was the two of them who were pushing this topic really hard. And I come from event background. And everything with like managing stuff, organizing stuff, that's my thing. And the two of them are absolutely visionaries and they're fantastic in connecting people. They know how to create a hype, but also to put um, content behind this hype and also to not just start a little startup or a little idea with just one little angle or from one little angle. No, in fact, they're... Um, thinking right from the beginning about a very great portfolio and that's a smart move um, and I like the idea to have some kind of um, anti-pole, I don't know if you can say it like that, to Silicon Valley been there a couple of times, I like it there, but I really, really don't like this hype about Silicon Valley because it burns so much potential and it burns so much money without any content behind so this uh, long-lasting topic I don't see it there but I do see it in Europe and I know that this whole funding thing is something we don't have in Europe. We don't have the history of that. And it's not always bad. I can absolutely understand that people are throwing money at an idea and say, right, 
I like the nose of this guy. He looks cool. He speaks cool. I don't really care what his three-year plan is, but I'm just going to test it. We don't have this kind of attitude here. And a smooth mix between this great money-throwing effort, which Silicon Valley is um, pushing, and this very conservative uh, attitude we have here in Europe, that would be perfect. And uh, I think the base can help creating that, especially if we don't want to lose a lot of really, really good developers, creators, visionaries to Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and so they asked me to join them, but I can't really leave Schenker Technologies. I also have a mission there. So um, being consultant there is, uh, is a great honor for me as mm -hmm. well. So you are a consultant in the base, right? Yep. But you also help them sometimes with events, right? Absolutely. If Sarah is um, asking me to help out for a CBIT presentation, for instance, or um, like the upcoming CBIT we have 2018, or any kind of other um, event which is uh, smaller sometimes, or you know, just a presenta uh, rep um, yeah, presentation of the base there, that's what we talk through. We, mm -hmm. And we talk about how can we handle this there. Yeah, what's um, actually very interesting is so the topic of the glass ceiling in Europe. So in my other podcast, Research VR, that you have been, I think, two or three times already, I guess. Yeah. With various other co-guests like uh, Dominique Escoffier. <laughs> that was very Lille. funny at this point. Um, we talked actually quite frequently about the uh, you know, glass ceiling of Europe that sometimes it's Uh, not enough to have great talent. You kind of need also funding. And I know that the base is expanding in that direction. They're helping uh, startups to prosper and grow. And what I would really like to have um, a little bit clearer right now is that what we do is not just me talking to a laptop manufacturer like mm -hmm. 6MG. You have been deeply connected in the VR ecosystem, doing a meetup, you know, using your power to support the right projects. Obviously also selling great laptops, yes, but... It's a give and take, I would say. It's a give and take. And, I mean, I always consider that as a piece of cake. So, if there is not enough cake, we don't need to, you know, fight with each other. So, even if we would be competitors, we don't compete about a big market. So, it is in the interest of everyone to grow the market. Exactly. To make sure that there is more creativity, more people are enabled to create wonderful content, wonderful experiences, whether it's industry. It, obviously. And also use it, absolutely. And also that the barrier to yeah. use it is lower. We just saw it here at DreamHack. We, um, at this booth, uh, at our booth, you have also been there. We have a huge Oculus station and a, and a Vive station. And what I experienced there is that people... Try it the first time. And people using 2D games, they're always intended of trying everything out. Clicking here, clicking mm -hmm. there, just seeing what is the mission... No one is asking anybody, how is this game working if it's a 2D game? Because whatever, if you have tried it or not, you know, all right, it's a competitive game, it's a yeah. 2D game, I know what to do. With VR, it's different. With VR, actually, it's much more easy because people would, in, in a lot of games, for instance, Elevator to the Moon, they would just need to do, or even VR Funhouse would just such a, this easy starting game yeah, or like getting into it game. They would actually just need to do what they do in reality, like grabbing for a ball. How would you grab a ball in reality? Yeah. You like you close your, your fist. Hand, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're not doing it in VR. Yeah, because they don't get it yet. But, but this is like a wonderful, wonderful thing that we are in the middle of like the hardcore gamer 
sell, right? Exactly. This is like Dreamhack. Like and Dreamhack I've, is yes, and I observed multiple people coming to your booth, looking young, looking like they should have tried already everything, and it was the first time using VR. And I'm like, whoa, I mean, I'm used to be on fairs, and you know, some business people, you show them VR, okay, they have their own needs, but what is people this us who are being gamers, in a little bubble. Yeah, right. exactly. But like hardcore even at gamers, Gamescom, even at Gamescom, even at you don't you don't see that much VR at Gamescom. Yeah, and before you try it, you don't buy it. And exactly. Yeah, and what is interesting that at a gaming event where people should be very firm with how to work out the gameplay, they're super. Um, I don't know, not ready to click on every button and just you know just try what can happen. You can't broke uh, break the game. You can't mm -hmm. break the game. Yeah. So why not? Mm -hmm. You know trying out absolutely absolutely i've been uh, on a secret mission yesterday on your um <laughs> after party where i was trying to uh, get uh, insights from every of your employees who was um, peacefully without knowing it <laughs> drinking uh, um, beverages and what i have an impression of is that you invested a lot in vr in the beginning and now it starts to pay off yeah so in the beginning you committed to it and it wasn't like it started to generate huge revenue instantly. But now you see that the market is growing, right? I had to fight a lot for all the expenses I had in the beginning. Even now, I still have to fight for sponsorships of base and everything. But the our company is noticing that we gain a lot of trust from the industry due to our presence together with the base, without the base, at several events. Just like you just said with VR, you don't buy it if you don't try it. And if you have seen, oh, there's XMG, there's XMG, okay, well, they must be a trustful or trustworthy yeah. company, then it's okay, then it's growing. But you perceive that the market in general is expanding. Yes. Also partly due to your effort. reality, yes. Yes. Um, mainly in the B2B sector, though. Mm -hmm. So our B2B um, virtual reality customers is way, way bigger than the B2C. But um, that is also, uh, I wouldn't even really say it's a content thing. It's also this try tryout thing mm -hmm. so customers won't buy it if they don't see i can do more than just playing for half an hour and then i throw it in the next corner i mean you're a you gamer know? yourself um what would you expect from the vr industry that's a great term from the vr industry um to deliver that your average customer your average uh person visiting your booth is actually motivated to you know enrich themselves through the vr world what needs to happen? I wouldn't really say that I'm a gamer because I'm not a gamer for, in 2D games. I can play in VR for really for an hour and have a lot of fun. And I have fun with um, like trying out things. But I like this active part in VR. And that's why I think games in VR are more appealing to me. Mm -hmm. But what would need to happen, I think those arcades, um, they are the key or oh, this entrance portal to um to the new new game market game industry because when I was little no one had PCs and a lot of my friends me not I don't know why but it was not my thing but a lot of my friends always went to to those arcades back then and mm -hmm. also in Leipzig we had two big ones I remember that and even my my uncle he always went there and he always gave me the first games like uh, Age of Empires and Worms those were the first games I played it was a lot of fun. But um, I, I wouldn't play with like five, six hours. Wouldn't be appealing for me. But um, for VR, I wouldn't buy the entire gear set up if somebody wouldn't hook me up with that. 
like with the with the idea of how why is it cool? Why should I need to have it at home? So those arcades, they need their time um, to influence the market and convert basically yeah. the yeah. non-believers into believers. Yeah. Also talked a lot to um, to our industry partners from our from the virtual reality industry, Ooh. and a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, we need the influencers. We need the influencers to convince the, uh, the customers." I don't think that works out because you you can't see why or how virtual reality is cool if you, do, if trying, you don't yeah. have it on your on your own nose you know you also know the term that a lot of people are saying you we need to put the hmd on the on the hats of the people to convince them and that's not going to happen by youtube no i mean a lot of really. young people are coming to our booth and whoever has yeah. knows how to play it they definitely have seen it no, I'm not sure. I mean, a good example is PewDiePie, right? I mean, how many millions of users he have? Like 60 millions per month, whatever. It's like a streamer, very famous, uh, was in South Park. Yep. And he uses occasionally the HTC Vive and it looks awesome. But if what you just described, you know, being an influencer would work out, everyone who's his fan would just run out and buy a headset. It clearly doesn't work out that way. And I mean, he has like one of the biggest shares I assume, please don't write bad comments about me because I don't know the streaming market, I don't. But I know that he uses sometimes the Oculus or the Vive. Uh, I think he was recently yeah. in VR chat, uh, finding the way brothers. And um, yeah. well, everyone is throwing money at big influencers yeah. to see what's happening. Is there any come from the invest? Yeah, but this is not a chair you buy. You need to first understand what you do with it. But yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, you can't use them, especially like once or twice to bring it to the mass market and then to but I think it's more really the arcades in cities who um, need to influence yeah. people, especially arcades who are not, you know, just only super gaming yeah. like, but have um, a diverse uh, yeah. offering of B two B, B two C, maybe education wise, right? What would you like to broadcast to the fan base of the base, but also to whoever is listening to this and you know, would maybe consider joining the VR industry or trying things out? What would be the first steps from your perspective? Well, the base, as it happened, the name is quite fitting. Um, the base is, the VR base, is just a well, XR, XR base, base now. Yeah. XR base now. Yeah, we yeah, um, change name. You know, or say change name. Um, Where was AR? I think it's a good starting point to get to know the industry, to have a little guide taking you by the hand and um, showing you how to connect to the industry in terms of, um, you know, game engines, Unity, Unreal, um, if you need contact to the hardware developers, software developers, those kind of things, and also to the rest of the community. To, I mean, there's, there's a lot of startups who come into the market and who will not last in the market, and that's normal. Yeah, well, for startups, it's fine. Uh, are there any events uh, that you could... Um, recommend during the next months. I hope that we will release it soon, but like maybe not next week. But any hackathons you're aware of, or the CBIT, for example. Um, well, I have my event list not ready yet. What is happening in the next few months? But um, especially like for the community. Yeah. But I think that we are now is also going to be a really good one in the end of the year. Where um, is it? Berlin. Mm -hmm. That's the one from the media board Berlin and. Um, Michael, Michael Liebe. Liebe, yeah. He's organizing it. Yes, with a lot Greetings of love. <laughs> with a lot Michael of love. Liebe. Um, I think this one is going to be, uh, is going to develop very, very good. I know this is, how is this? Mm, this one in Cologne. So what's the, the name? Nah, not the meetup. 
Ah, the utility. Uh, utility, the way the name is weird. Well, it's more B2B, right? It's more B2B, um, but VR now as well. Yeah, I don't think that there's a lot of consumers but there. There are also games there. Games? Are there VR now? Are there VR now? Ah, no, 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 sorry. Games uh, I'm mixing it up with MUs. MAs, yeah. yeah. MAs from Torsten. Hi, Torsten. Hello. Um, yeah, that's also good. He's actually also pushing this whole um, gaming developing market mm -hmm. in for virtual reality. So he's pushing that topic a lot. Um, so, so Games Week, those things, MAs and Games Week, they are together. Um, that's great for gaming dev developers. But I want what I wanted to say with the startups, the base, um, only because you're a member in the base doesn't mean that you last longer. But you might. And also you might be more aware of what is already out there in the market. Yeah, you definitely get How, great uh, exactly. contact uh, benefit. You, you get network. great or you over the market and you get um, many learnings or you have the possibility to um, to collect many learnings due to workshops, due to um, the connection to other uh, startups. And also to see, all right, this startup is doing basically exactly what I'm doing. How can I... You know, I definitely need to select special USBs, USBs to be a little different. Um, and those things are only possible if you know the market you're entering. Mm -hmm. And that's also what the base is helping. And then also uh, the base is always aware of, you know, what is what is going on? What is um, what event is out there? Do we need to be there? Um, like also events that are not typically for virtual reality. Um, events like uh, the... Wait, what's it called? Also in Berlin, we were there last, last year. Um, <laughs> Republika, yes. Republika, yeah. D I think uh, there is a lot of VR things happening there, right? Yeah. And Republika is, for instance, um, an event where VR is not typically seen, or also Fashion Week, for instance. But still, due to, to connection, to the good connection that Sarah has, there was a presence of VR based in startups mm -hmm. who fit mm -hmm. in this um, reality had the possibility to have a very cheap and easy spot to mm -hmm. be there, to presentation there. Yeah. Great. Um, I think we slowly are approaching the end of this rather short episode yeah. because we are super tired of the DreamHack. <laughs> it was actually a great event. And, and the DreamHack is still running, so I got to do... Um, exactly. You still have to, have to work. Um, maybe a last note. Um, what we are trying to do here is to cover all the stories but also all the members from the base and some are already more commercially established like xmg some are just very enthusiastic driven so uh we will see how the how industry is growing but also how the members grow and stick together but you should definitely you know try to approach the base become member and maybe just join an event or whatever i think i'll cut that out i don't think sarah want me to do advertisement here so, uh, coming uh, to an end, uh, maybe the last words to the VR community out there from you, Nicole. Well. <laughs> well, the last famous uh, words. The last famous words. Um, well, being a base member doesn't always mean that you can lay back and just, you know, chill on your membership. It, it just, It's just an activation for something more. So you still, you need to use the connection you gain due to this membership. Um, just like in other institutions where you could be a member um, in some sort of industries is basically ideal for virtual reality. Mm -hmm. um, and I love also that we have a good connection to the Silicon Valley dudes from Upload, yeah. but are not like copying anything. We're trying to do our own thing. 
Yeah. And that's very important. Um, I think that also helps uh, investors believing in the base uh, idea and also the members in Europe to have this feeling of, no, we're not copycats, otherwise we could go over to Silicon Valley. No, we're, we're trying to create our own strong industry here mm -hmm. where we help each other. Okay, then I would say uh, big greetings to everyone listening and the whole VR ecosystem. Sounds all like a little unicorn world. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a fairy tale world filled with a lot of uh, glitter and dreams <laughs> yeah. that can become a real product, real things that impact the world. And Yeah, we shouldn't get too spoiled though. That's <laughs> yeah, true. We should also work hard and uh, work hard and play hard. Yep. Okay, then uh, goodbye everyone. Ciao. Thank you very much for listening uh, to the next episode of the Base Stories podcast. Um, we are continuing our efforts to push out uh, many good qualitative episodes. And as you know, you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe via your favorite podcast catching app. You can find us on YouTube and you can also find us on Facebook. You can also go to xrbase.co and find the podcast on the community where you will find the show notes. We are building out the infrastructure and we would like to... Uh, hear any feedback that you have. We really appreciate it. If you don't mind, give us five stars on iTunes. It also helps to spread out the podcast. And uh, as uh, usual, the last words from me, this podcast is proudly supported by Virtuospice, the leading provider of industrial virtual reality uh, that helps me promoting and pushing and producing this podcast for the base. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.